And now, streaming out of Northeast Ohio, representing Marks, Drunks, and a little bit of kayfabe, AIW Fan Club. It's wrestling and podcasting, previewing and reviewing all motherfucking day. People of the world, I give to you wrestling fucking cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name, and they're always mad you came. You wanna go where you can see that troubles are all the same. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially after 792 days. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is the long-awaited preview of Gauntlet for the Gold 15. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your Everlistness Fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com and we don't have a merch store anywhere like i said this is finally after 26 months we have the gauntlet for the gold 15 preview already introduced myself and we have none other than charlie butters tonight all reliable if you're not taking a nap yeah you know sometimes you gotta get those naps in but uh yeah uh, it's been 26 months that that we've waited for this show probably longer since most of us bought tickets will have to be longer tickets for this probably went on sale maybe early january late february shit maybe even like end of 2019 i can't even remember nah it's gotta be it's gotta be january i would i would say i don't remember it's all the blur but we're we're finally here and of all of aiw's marquee events this is one of my favorites and mainly it's because i i love a good Royal Rumble match. And if I'm correct, and it's been so long, I would think they're going to have a gauntlet for the cache. That would make sense. Which is always a fun game to play. And where we're at now, too, I wouldn't be like if they do it, I'll have to ask Pedro. But if if they do, there's going to be a couple. There has to be a couple. As far as what we've heard about this show, there's a lot of people going. I say, I want to say a two minimum, but maybe even like a three minimum if they decide to do it at all. How excited are you for Gauntlet? Oh, I'm excited, but like still kind of nervous because like I'm not 100% healed still. So it's like I'm hoping by then I'll be in better shape than I am right now, but I'm still nervous about how that's going to play out. Like if I can be comfortable for the whole show and everything like that and not have to like tap out and go like lay down somewhere <laughs> just to like get comfortable for a little bit. Um, but I mean, overall, I'm, I'm excited. Like, uh, there's endless possibilities with surprises. Like, we know 12 people in the gauntlet, so that's like what uh, 18 that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's 
the matches that that are announced are, are excellent. Um, actually, have me excited for an absolute intense title defense. So you know that kind of stuff. It's it's, it's a nice whirlwind of uh, of stuff going on. Plus, like the pregame and the parking lot's going to be fun. So we have twelve people on the graphic, but I'm going to say we really know thirteen because granted. It would be a half surprise because he wasn't confirmed, but Fontaine, he's got to be in it. That's true. I said it, I think, three years ago. I want the megastar, Marion Fontaine, for one appearance. If he does his regular, you know, version, fine. But I think that would be a, a huge surprise. Okay, maybe not huge. It'd be huge to me, but. Yeah, specifically for you. Which is fine. You can you can want stuff specifically for you. That, that's allowed to happen. Well, I think at one point, like he teased. Maybe it was even 2020. He teased about bringing the megastar back, but it sounded like like obviously it wouldn't be for old. It'd be for other places. But I could be wrong, and that could be 2019. But I swear it was 2020. So we never got it. Do we do we want to talk about the gauntlet now or wait till the end? Because like that's that'll be the real main event, but. There's really it's not like really anything to talk about except for like who we think is going to win and uh, any uh, potential surprises. I don't know. It's your show. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, let's let's you know, I was about to say let's talk about the gauntlet, but the championship match is going to affect who's going to be in the gauntlet. So I guess uh, we'll we'll start with this match. The Bang Bros versus Bulking Season. Uh, what were your thoughts on Bang Bros? I think that the Bang Bros uh, getting a shot after the Cybernetico match, um, not the match itself, but the uh, their match at that show uh, is good. Uh, obviously, that means that they saw something in them that they wanted to bring them back uh, for this show. Um and uh, I enjoyed both them and Money Shot uh, that debuted at the uh, Winchester show. So I, I don't. Uh, I'm glad that we're seeing some more tag teams coming in and uh, you know getting shots here and there. We're not just relegated to our handful that we have that are very talented, but uh, you know, kind of you need to have some other teams in there sometimes with them. Well, we have a lot of the the tag division that seems going to be like they're going to be in the gauntlet, so that's going to. Potentially, or they're booked elsewhere. Yeah, there's there is that part of it because there's a handful of shows that are going on at the same time, especially one in Pennsylvania that's going to take away two of the tag teams. I think this will be this will be a little bit different for Bang Bros because I when they had their match versus nine to five, there was a part of the audience that was just like, well, I don't know who these guys are, so I'm just going to root for the people that I know. So it was really weird hearing. Nine to five get cheered for a little bit, but this is going up against bulking season. Uh, I want to basically say they're a they're a wild card tag team in AEW. I don't necessarily think they're the favorites for a lot of people to beat PME, but you know, given the chance, given the opportunity, like these two tear it up, and you know they're they're holding their own in this very competitive division, and I, I think a lot of people do look over them. Yeah, I can understand that. So yeah, I don't really have much else to say about this because we only got that little taste of Bang Bros, and I haven't really seen them 
anywhere else. Like I know that I know they were they've done Black Label Pro and some other places, but I'm not as familiar with them. And fucking bulking season just like I said, absolutely kills it. And they yeah, I'm sure they can pull a pretty solid tag match out. So it'll be it'll be a fun, uh, you know. Hopefully they they plan this out right, and we don't have 17 matches on the card. Hopefully we we stick kind of close to what we got. Maybe an additional one or two here or there. Um, but uh, I'd like to see um, maybe another match or two added. But it doesn't need to go crazy because I definitely want the gauntlet to get enough time and then kind of they're they're building it up the way that they're talking about using a whiteboard and all this kind of stuff for it. Then I think that. Uh, going to be like one for the ages it's going to be definitely worth that 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 year two year wait so two years two months and a day i i mean i think they're going to be adding some matches but i don't know necessarily know if they're going to be matches that are going to be announced they could easily be surprise matches right fuck we, we that'll s- be fine we saw it last month or not last month but last time we were at in akron there wasn't justice versus Pretty Boy Smooth announced. All of a sudden, we hear Smooth's music, and it's like, wait a minute. He he wasn't announced? What the fuck? So, we know AIW is very familiar with surprises, such as that. Yep. So, yeah, I have no idea. And even, too, we're recording this after, I will record this the day that the AIW podcast came out. So, I have, unlike last show, I have all the matches that they've mentioned that haven't been officially like posted with graphics which is only two one of them being kind of an important match and i'm happy that i will we'll be able to talk about it but aw for the past you know handful of years has gotten out of that run late shit like i don't remember what year it was i think i remember gauntlet running really fucking late and like within that's within the past 11 years and it might yeah, was streaming on iwtv now it's kind of we have our set like we know like it's usually four matches break four matches so and yeah it's not going to be live on iwtv but they still pretty much stick pretty close to it we'll probably get a longer intermission because of that which is always nice um, yeah and then we can still get everything else in so like we, we don't we'll be out by like 11 i mean i'm sure it won't be super duper late so I th- yeah they've gotten like so much better with timing but it, it, I think it's one of those things how AIW has grown over time, learning certain lessons and just improving. And like eventually, like that was the thing that they had to improve on because, you know, we would have like three, four hour show plus intermission. Right. Well, it's nice that they they figured out how to do all that. So it's like it's again, why they're one of the better companies when it comes to that. Um, a lot more companies should be on the ball like that and be able to time their stuff out as good as and a lot of them are now because they have to because of iwtv so i mean it's, it's great that iwtv kind of forced that on them but at the same time like it really it modernized and fixed a lot of the issues that indie wrestling shows had where like they could go four or five hours when they didn't need to they needed to just be the three and done and uh it's nice that you know there's checks and balances with that now so so, Bang Bros versus Bulking Season, who you got? Oh, let's go. Uh, I'll go Bang Bros. Yeah, I got to go Bulking Season. I think uh, Chuck Stone is going to murder some Bang Bros. Probably. All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. We have talked about these two so much over the past year. 
and the trajectory they both have taken very similar and now they got a match Derek Dillinger versus Chase Oliver easily easily this match could be a number one contender to the intense title is it for the number one contendership oh it's not but I'm, I'm just saying like it could easily be okay yeah I mean this uh these two guys have been on the rise and uh anybody's match you know this I've kind of been like waiting for this match to happen because of you know they, they've been you know parallel together for a while um obviously you got to give the advantage to Derek and have Ziggy in his corner seen what she's done at last how many matches basically gotta have eyes in the back of your head and watch her try to climb up on the ropes and uh inter- interfere when you're on the top rope and be interesting to see what he uh what chase can do to to counteract ziggy so chase also has the advantage of most of this last year he's been in like multi-man matches so he has always had to have his head on a swivel the, yeah. o- the only difference is you obviously get less in the multi-man matches where your opponents are teaming up against you because that's what you would you would have with with Ziggy. Right. The only thing that I wish that this match was at the Odeon. Like there's something about like this match. Not necessarily this whole card, but like this match under those lights makes perfect sense. And I think it's mainly because I've I have this in my head as like this is a number one contender match to a championship that hasn't been singly defended since November twenty nineteen. I mean, Cybernetico made Dom number one contender, and Derek was the last one in that match besides Dom, so that puts him right up there anyway. He'd essentially be number two contender to the absolute title right now in my book. So, Man, going by that logic, like, you got you got Duke in, like, the top four. Yeah, Duke wins matches. I can't remember if I said it on the review. I probably did, but I'll repeat myself if so. I do kind of wish it would have came down to uh, Team Carrington eliminating all of Team Greeny. So it came down, it would come down to the Duke versus Derek and just Eric beating the shit out of the Duke. I thought that'd be great. <laughs> Cause like, it, to, like for me, uh, in my head, like the moment would be like, all right, how probably would have been like Dom would have got eliminated. And then you kind of got like this moment where. Derek just turns to the Duke and like you can see the devil in his eyes and you could see the devil in Ziggy's eyes as she fucking like turns it up even more and goes crazy and just obliterates the Duke. But I'm fine with Dom winning too. <laughs> I think you love the Duke a little bit too much. I think that's what that is. That's some, some repressed sexual tension with you and the Duke. How? I don't know, man. The way, the way you describe him getting destroyed makes me wonder. No, because it goes more with the intensity and everything in Derek and Ziggy's eyes. Hey, if you're going to call me out on saying dad jokes, I'm going to call you out on saying dumb shit. But like I said, I was fine with Tom winning. These two one-on-one is going to be great, though. Yeah, getting back to the actual match, it's going to be it'll be a good match. Who do you got in it? Uh, I'm going to go with Derek. I'm going to go with Chase. It's kind of a tough pick between the two, but yeah, give uh, give me Chase on this. All right, let's move into our next match. Filthy Tom Lawler versus Kaplan. Gonna be a slug quest. You know, we we talk about Chase and Derek and like the year that they've had. The resurgence that K 
Kaplan has had in AIW over the last year has been pretty fucking crazy. And I look back at like, there's basically just all these years that we didn't have Kaplan because of his job that he was having where he, he would be gone. Imagine if Kaplan was there every single month at AIW during that time. And he was able to have these matches. Kaplan potentially could have been like a, a bigger star in AIW. I mean, he's, he's a big star now, but like it could have happened earlier. There was, there's always been this thing with Kaplan that he was pretty much always been loved just because of like the style, uh, that he has just relentless. I don't give a fuck. And I think at the beginning he was supposed to be a bad guy. And like, he was just like, nah, I mean, we were like, no, fuck that. We're per- cheering this guy. This guy's fucking awesome. How do you feel about this match? It's going to be brutal, man. I think that, uh, Tom is the more agile of the two. So I expect him to, to snake his way around Kaplan and maybe choke him out or who knows. Yeah. That's the, the one thing of Kaplan. like having to get through filthy Tom. That's like, that's not easy. This isn't, you know, some ordinary independent wrestler. This is a former UFC fighter and a current New Japan wrestler. Right. Like, this is, like, a legit dude towards, like, the top of the class of fucking badasses that you could potentially have. You know, as much as I would like to pick Kaplan, I I don't pick against Filthy Tom. Maybe in a multi-man match, but not one-on-one. Who do you got? Uh, Tom. All right, let's move on to the next one. Isaiah Broner. Versus Eddie Kingston. You want to talk about a fucking brutal match. This is going to be fucking really hard hitting. Yeah, this will probably be even more hard hitting than uh, the Suzuki match was with Browner. So. Well, because Eddie Kingston's not a murder grandpa. He's probably your murder uncle, but not a grandpa. And that Eddie runs over kids. How do you feel about uh, Eddie Kingston coming back? It's cool. It's always cool to see Eddie come back. Um, it's only been like what a year since he was back before, so uh, it's cool that he's uh coming back this time to have a match with Isaiah Runner and uh come hang out with us for that gauntlet finally. Fuck, that's right. I did say that I wanted to see Eddie Kingston in gauntlet last year. Granted, we didn't get it, but he's here for gauntlet. Yeah, you wanted him for gauntlet, and then I think uh, the, the discussion turned to. We wanted him for a jailet weekend, so we had him all weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. When it comes down, I think, to Kingston, it's like watching this dude rise to get where he's at now is pretty fucking awesome. Like, I, I just think of, like, all the times that, you know, we had Eddie around. And I'm not going to say I took it for advantage, but he was a dude that I don't... It's not that I didn't think he was going to get signed. I was just afraid that he wouldn't get signed. Like there, there was definitely like a lot of talent there and why like nobody had picked him up was beyond me. He got that little run in impact, but that was literally in the middle of, uh, owner transfer, uh, changing hands because the group he was in like changed like halfway through, like their motive and everything. Like it's just horrible. But when I started off, it was fucking great. And I don't think Eddie was getting like mic time. Now he is. And now so many people are seeing what we've seen for years. And here's the now the second time he's come back since being signed. First as a total surprise against Dom. And now we got fucking Isaiah who hasn't even been AIW a year. And he's been fucking tearing shit up. Like 
even though he lost against Suzuki, like he still fucking looked good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not expecting this to, it's going to sound weird, but I don't expect this to go as light as it did versus Suzuki. And of course that match wasn't light, but I'm expecting just so much more because fucking Kingston and Broner can fucking hit. We've seen it multiple times from both of them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's going to be lots of uh, noise coming from that ring. So I would say this is one that I kind of wish was at the Odeon. But when I think of just fun matches and what I remember visually from them, I think I do think of the Winchester. Was it did Kingston go against Sakimoto or is it somebody else? Um, I have no idea. It would make sense that it was Kingston, but I don't know. Okay, as I look it up real quick. No, it wasn't Kingston. It's about someone. It was against someone I forgot about. <laughs> it's KTB. Oh, KTB. Yeah, because I had like just the image of Sakimoto going against somebody in that lighting of the <laughs> Winchester and remembering the when he would get chopped, like just the sweat mist coming up and just being able to see it in the light. And I couldn't remember who he went up against. I was thinking Kingston. I was thinking Mance. No, fucking KTB. So I remember uh, Abso um, 2019 when Eddie and Tom Lawler did their drop battle. And you can see the fucking sweat just misting off of them. The Odeon. Yeah, I do remember that one too. That was wild. Like, do you remember a time when Eddie was like, I'm going to fucking hang it up. Like, if I, don't, if I don't get signed by the end of this year, I'm fucking done. And that was 2019. Yeah. So he was so close of just being done with it. And here he is now signed to a big contract on TV most weeks. Had some pretty interesting feuds that you wouldn't thought that was going to happen, you know, three years ago. So it's like, I'm, I'm really happy that he didn't just throw it all away. Yeah, once he got that opportunity against Cody, I mean, that was kind of new right there. Like, he was he was set. And the thing that I'll always remember about that match the most, other than the match itself, it was it was the way Arn Anderson sold the ending, where, like, he was relieved that the match was finally over because, like, he knew how close it was that Eddie could have fucking won. Right. Isaiah Broner, Eddie Kingston, who you got? Um... Ah, oh, man. Oh, no. I'll go with Broner. Yeah, I'm going Kingston. I, I'd pick Broner, but, you know, he came back last time and beat Dom. And the, this is a little bit more sharp in Eddie Kingston than we saw before. So I'm expecting. I know. This one's going to be all bandaged up. He's got uh, a fireball in the face. I think I missed that. I didn't watch Dynamite last week. It was like two weeks ago. Then I missed it then, too. I don't know. I edit. Okay, I you don't watch AEW. It's fine. I edit during fucking AEW. Sometimes I have it on on my iPad. Other times I don't because I don't. Well, I don't have a TV set up in here. I got a TV in here, but it's in the box because I don't have room for shit. Conversation we had before we started recording. So yeah, I try, and I do like all the a lot of the people that are in AEW's roster. Most a lot of them are AEW alumni, but still. All right, let's move on to the championship match. The AIW Absolute and Intense title match, Dominic Greeny versus Matt Cardona. So I, I know you're picking Cardona for this one. Like, why do you think Cardona's winning? Because everybody forgets about 
that little rat fuck Casey Carrington and his little band of merry men that are going to help Broski win because they're idiots and don't know any better. Because if they were smart, they would help Dom win and then they could try to take the belts off of Dom. But they're not smart like that. So they're going to fuck it up for Dom being short sighted. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's how it's going to play out. See, I don't, I don't know if that's going to work out well for him. We've, we've seen times where people interfere and backfires. Match still continues. It all depends. It all depends on how focused Dom is. He's got that hometown crowd behind him. Uh, he's you know, already aware that that could happen, so he's got something planned. Never know. I think Dom, he's going to know what to expect from Carrington, Carson, maybe Jackson Stone. I don't know where he's going to be, but he also knows what to expect from Broski and PME and maybe Chelsea. If she's there, I don't know if she will be, won't be that necessarily hasn't been announced, but he's going to know what to expect. And I think unlike the match against J pro Dom is going to be a little bit more patient. I don't know if he is going to be the one to say like, Oh, make this a no DQ match. Dom, Dom can wait. If, if Broski wants to just keep, Getting out of the ring, Dom would be like, that's yeah, fine. Because he, he knows that he can beat him. But the the deck isn't stacked in his favor. Uh, certainly is not. There's a part of me that kind of wants Dom to win. And win the title. Because technically he could win, but not win the title. Well, depending on if this will officially be an intense rules match. What if, what if Dom and Cardona put on an absolute clinic? Think, uh, think Cardona's gonna hit Dom with a few drop toe holds. Is that what you think a clinic is? No, that was... A ref- Are you making fun of Cardona and saying that's what he thinks a clinic is? No, I'm, I'm making a reference for people. If they know, they know. If they don't, they don't. Okay. But the questions were kind of separate. One was a, a reference, the other one wasn't. Like, what if Cardona and Dom do put on a clinic? I don't know. We'll have to see if uh, if Broski can handle that. I mean, no, Dom can. Don't know if Broski can handle that. Is the NWA champion? NWA hasn't meant shit in <laughs> forty fucking years. Please stop. You're the champion of people like Jayhawk. <laughs> that matters. I wouldn't say forty, but maybe th- meet in the middle, thirty-five. Okay, that's fair. Oh, they were dwindling really in the nineties, and I won't count that. Like NWA kind of stopped being something big-ish when Shane Douglas threw down their title. I don't even know if I want to count the. The TNA years. Sometimes I forget that that actually happened. Any more thoughts on uh, Cardona and Dom? Uh, nope. Who do you got? I'm going to go hope against all hope and say Dominic Greeny. I'm going to say Dominic Greeny wins, but I don't know if he'll win the title or titles. If it becomes a no DQ or it's an intense title match, I'm going with Broski. If it doesn't, saying Dom wins, but he doesn't win the titles. Could you imagine, though, Dom winning? Like, the reaction. Oh, I'd lose my shit. All, all, all 300 pounds of me injured and all would be fucking losing my shit. You gotta take another six weeks off of work because you fucked up your back even more. I won't, I won't have six more weeks to take. <laughs> I should. Eight total. I got, I'm at like, I have eight total and I'm at six now. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the only other match we got. 
the main event of Gauntlet for the Gold 15, it's the Gauntlet for the Gold. We have uh, some people announced, basically, because they're on the uh, graphic. We have members only, PME, Kaplan, Broner, Carrington, Dillinger, Rip City Shooters, Filthy Tom, and The Duke. Yeah, a couple people pulling double duty here. I wasn't expecting that. I was hoping for a fresh slate both ways, but all right. I, there is a moment that I really, really want between uh, two two people that are on this, uh, this thing here that uh, on the uh, graphic that I haven't that haven't crossed paths yet. I really want to see them kind of do a little face off. That'd be really cool. What would it be? Bishop and Brunner. Sign of things to come. Have they not crossed paths? Not that I'm aware of. Not in AIW. I mean, yeah, that that part I get. Like, yeah, you're right. I I thought that, that they might have crossed paths in uh, some multi-man match. Right. But they they didn't. Because the multi-man matches that Isaiah's been in was the one he debuted in, or debuted at the Odeon in, should say, like a main card debut, Levi Everett, Derek Dillinger... And Filthy Tom were the other people in that match. And then, obviously, there was that other match with Pretty Boy Smooth, Kaplan, and Lawler. I think I, I kind of pictured Bishop in that last match, just because, like, he he fits. Like, if they would have added Bishop to that match, no one would have been like, oh, that's out of place. It's like, oh, no, yeah, they're going to fuck each other up. Now we have one more to it, but, yeah. Yeah, that that would be a good one. I mean, that's that's if they do cross paths. Who else do you want to see in this match that we're not expecting? Hmm, long shots. Let's see. Long shot surprises. Um, I think it'd be super cool to see Adam Cole. I don't know why. I just think it'd be cool for him to be in it. Um, as long as he wears a Laredo kit mask. No. I mean, he could take it off in the middle of the ring. He has to, he has to do what he did before. No, I want the whole entrance, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, but we don't. You don't do the whole entrances in the gauntlet. Sure, you do. No, you sure don't. He <laughs> could be number one and get the whole entrance and be fine. Um, who else? Oh, and I forgot to mention for the uh, the championship match, whoever loses will be entered in the gauntlet. So technically, oh wait a minute. What if? Okay, I'm going to go back and change my pick. Uh, Broski's winning. Because I would figure, I would figure the caveat there would be, well, Broski loses, but Dom doesn't win the title. Would, would would that mean Broski then gets entered, or would they go with well because he didn't win the title? Dom goes. Oh, so I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with Broski. I mean, they both go in. <laughs> so I I think Dom will be in the gauntlet. Though uh, there is a part of me that's picturing uh, Dom wins, and then Broski goes into the gauntlet. And wins a gauntlet. Any other uh, long shots you got? Uh, let's see. Not necessarily long shots, too. It's people that we're not necessarily expecting to see. Like, we wouldn't say Mikey. Because we know Mikey's going to potentially be in it. He's an AIW roster member. But are there uh, former roster members that potentially show up? Are there... Dan Housen. <laughs> are, <laughs> are there people who... It's not that they're nor- they're not roster members anymore. It's just like they don't necessarily come around a lot. Because I know AW has mentioned them, Thorne in particular, obviously. Of you know, sometimes it's just hey, there's nothing for you right now, so we know we're gonna 
mutually split ways for a little bit and, you know, we'll come back and bring you in from time to time when we need you. And that like, you know, it's kind of like Fontaine. I mean, we figure Fontaine's going to be in it, but someone like that to where it's like, just because we don't see him every month or once a year, just once a year, like he's still on good terms. So, you know, kind of people like that. I know we won't see Jock. I'll throw that spoiler out. He's going to be razor sharp. Uh, do we do that again? Uh, yeah, I'm skeptical on that. I, oh, shit. You know what I just realized? You know, we've never had a gauntlet at the Odeon because 2019 gauntlet was at the St. John the Baptist. Yep. Uh, th- spe- that was the, the cat piss show. Yep. So, yeah, that, that was the last time we had. Yeah, maybe. But at the same time, Razor Sharp has not had an AIW match in over a year. The last time we see him. We saw him in a match. It was a pre-show match, and it was not well accepted. Or no, when we saw him in Gauntlet for the Gold, or uh, Go for Broke. Hey, they ain't ready, man. That's all I'm saying. They ain't ready. I don't know. It's like I want it, but I don't want it. I'll, I'll always go for I want Fruit and Winners. They'll never, they'll never show. What's Wardlow doing Saturday? Maybe he can come throw some people around. I don't know. Is he? He's not under AEW contract. Thorns good with mjf so i mean we can get him in that way now the aw doesn't you know they don't want to they don't want to have broner put him on his ass before you you know they, they make a big tv star out of him so can't Ooh. do that fuck that's a match we missed out on we didn't get wardlow and aiw enough in my opinion he was one of those dudes that got like we basically just got like a taste he didn't get to make himself at home like broner has they even said there could be debuts I don't know who would debut. Think we can get uh, Dan the Dad? No. No thanks. What if Jeffrey John comes back? Yeah, that'd be fine, whatever. It's not a debut, but whatever. Obviously, because I said come back. I'm just thinking of other people. The return of Facade. I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> yeah, but at the, at the same time, I think they somewhat mentioned it. Or no, they didn't. I was uh, just supposed to on at Odds of Wrestling that... In 2016, was it? Whatever gauntlet it was where, you know, Justice came back? Like, that was supposed to be a one-off. And fucking Justice? A, hadn't been wrestling for a little while. Short amount of time, but a little while. And he hadn't been in AIW in forever. And I swore I saw a comment from either Thorne or Biggins or AIW account in general saying, like, we wouldn't see Justice in AIW. I mean, this was years before he came back so so i wouldn't say i don't know if i'd say i'd hold my breath i wouldn't hold my breath for facade but it could happen yeah dude it's it's you never know what's gonna happen that's why you know gotta be there live to see it because uh it'll probably be something massive it's 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 usually it's usually not something that you know nobody gives a shit about it's usually a big deal when there's surprises yeah I mean, Eddie Kingston was the surprise last July, a year ago. Like that was a big fucking deal. Like it's it's. <laughs> he was he was the surprise on a mystery card where we didn't know necessarily know anybody who was going to be in any match. They could have been there the day before. They might not have been. So that's something when you're the surprise on a fucking mystery show. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head. I. I I definitely appreciate. I don't want to say I love it, but I I appreciate it when there's a few that are just like older names, people that 
if you've been a fan of AW long enough, you get it. Like the franchise Shane Douglas. Yeah, because you have to have been an AIW fan for a handful of years to really know who the franchise Shane Douglas is. You never heard of ECW or WCW or XPW or WWE. Like You don't know any of that. You just know him from the times he was at AIW. That's right. AIW legend. But I, I like it when it's people that older AEW fans can appreciate. Like if, if it was Chess Flexer. Obviously, he doesn't have to go a long time. Just a random reference to older days of AEW. It doesn't even necessarily have to go that far back. Fucking someone like Dick Justice. It won't happen, but someone like Kiku Taro. <laughs> and it's, it's not a knock towards like these kind of fans, but it's like when, obviously, when you get the, like the newer fans that are... Maybe they came in because of Cardona or whatever reason. Like they might not necessarily get. And it's not that I don't want them to be included. I just remember a time when I first started going and like one of the, f- I think it might have been the second or third gauntlet I went to. Like they pulled out some old Cleveland names where I was like, who the fuck is this? Who's J Rock? No, I don't think J Rock came out. I- I'd have to pull up the fucking. I think I could pull it up on cage match, but it won't have everybody's name. But there were some names of like, I'm like, I don't know who these, these people are, but it was more of like a celebration and of Cleveland wrestling. And it wasn't everybody. Like there was like maybe three, but it was still like people I just never heard of. So I just think it'd be cool to pull those. Like, how would, how would you react if the Chad came out? I'd ask for a refund. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head, but yeah, there's AW has a lot of people that they could, that could show up some really big surprises. Other ones, maybe not as much, but they got, they got a lot to choose from. And like you said, if they're going to use a fucking whiteboard to plan this shit out. Yeah. It's gotta be something special. Yep. Who do you got winning? Uh, I'm going to stick with my pick from the beginning of the year. Derek Dillinger. We're not going to go over those picks right now. I know. I know we've looked at them and discussed them, but that's, a discussion I like to have more at the year end when we play through the whole year, but I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with Joshua Bishop. I think that's a, a big hometown win. So you're saying you're changing your pick from the beginning of the year. No. Cause what I'm saying is when we do those, you're taking a shot in the dark without knowing anything. Like let's say me and you right now were to pick who's going to win the Super Bowl next year. And if, our pick isn't necessarily in contention come playoff time. You might change your mind or you might change a different pick. Cause this is more of a different circumstance pick. And I also said, we're not talking about those picks. Correct. Whatever. That would be a yes. That's exactly what I said. So I'm picking Joshua Bishop and that's a uh, gauntlet for the gold. Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Uh, Nope. Don't plug anything. Uh, the pregame starts at four. Bring food. Oh yeah, there is the uh, tailgate that uh, that's yep. going on. Um, you could probably done a little bit better just saying bring food. Maybe pay. Uh, you know, well, I think the only thing we really need right now is uh, if people want to bring stuff, uh, bring drinks, uh, cups, silverware, paper plates, that kind of thing. Um, I know there's going to be burgers. There's going to be uh, brownie sundaes. Um, 
I'm bringing some deer jerky. I got to pull my coolers out of storage. Things about mine, like they're not like huge. Like, I don't know, there might need to be more. It's not like one of those like really long ones. I got two like regular size coolers. And hopefully uh, the weather holds up. I was planning on doing a weather report on this episode, but um, totally forgot. As for me, you can find me at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose a desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we no longer have a merch store anywhere. Like I said, Earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, At Odds with Wrestling, Marks with Mikes, X Over Podcast, This Ends at Prom, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Heart of Gold, Toy Ohio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and remember you can use promo code CHEERS for a discount on your order. JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And we're finally getting this fucking show. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day, in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back, other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max, signing off Ohio, good night The world, good night We love you, we'll see you next week